What's up and welcome to Live in the Damn Dream. I'm Mike. I'm living the dream. No damn. No, I'm Sarah and there's a lot of damn happening right now, but like the good kind. Yeah, Sarah and I, remember Sarah when we were in the middle of the beginning of the pandemic last year on this podcast and we were like, oh, there's no work. We're just, all we do is talk to each other. It's like the only thing that gets us out of bed every week. And now when it rains, it pours. So that's kind of how it's going for you and more for you than for me, but. I was going to say, and you, I mean, you know, I, I think that you're not giving yourself enough credit. I think your schedule's filled up a lot as well. Ever the humble host I try to be, but thank you. I appreciate the flatter. I was fishing for it and you, you, you gave me the compliment I was looking for. So thanks a lot. I delivered. Yes. That's what I'm here for. We set each other up and we've hosted together before. And so we're not, we're not new to this. We're not new to helping each other out. Finish each other's um, sandwiches, as, as they say. Yeah, but so we're, <laughs> we're grateful. And, you know, I think there still are a lot of people who um, are struggling with work. So yeah. I, I definitely want to put out the fact that as dead as I feel um, from tiredness, I am still so, so grateful, like, to be in the situation where I'm at right now. Um, because, yeah, I know what that while our industry in particular, it has opened up quite a bit. You know, I have a lot of friends still struggling for work, so... Yeah, and we uh, we don't take it for granted. Like you said, that's the main takeaway. I think is trust us. We're not we're not complaining. We like the fact that we're able to get back when so many people are still struggling. Um, all that being said, uh, this week's episode, we're gonna try and share some love because remember last week we had Eugene Bion, who was I mean all time guest. Like I think he was like a Hall of Fame guest on the show. Are we allowed to say that? Are we allowed to pick favorite guests? To rank our guests. Well, he was like among a tier of, of, of greats. We're not going to rank them like one through 15 or whatever, but he was up there. He was awesome. Yeah. I, I would say his energy was really unparalleled and the advice that he had for anyone that is looking to be on a game show. Um, we could not have given that same advice, even though Mike is going to try today. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been on, well, actually two game shows, one of which was a national big one and one of which I never told anybody about because I lost and I didn't want to publicize it. But we both applied for a lot of stuff. And Eugene did mention a bunch of websites and uh, social media accounts that you can follow for more information. And we're going to actually have, I've got a bunch here, real legitimate accounts or sites you can check out that maybe will start your game show career. Um, and, and, you know, launch yourself into Eugene's like status. So we're going to get to that in a second. But then we're also going to have some big show news here before that, because Sarah, you, we've been up to so much. So we're going to announce that in a second. But first, before anything else, the most important thing that the entire LT DD universe has been waiting for is what happened to your taxes. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, Sarah's accountant, our accountant was holding Sarah's taxes hostage. We're just a couple of weeks away from the filing deadline. And you told me you have an update. I've been waiting a week to hear this. So tell us. Well, thank God. You know, I was, I was really nervous as to what was going to happen. Um, you know, there was some miscommunication. She wasn't answering my texts or my calls and she did have my taxes. And so I was like, she doesn't keep normal office hours for anyone that has been, you know, up to date. They already know that. But um, so I ultimately decided that I was just going to have to go by, uh, drop by and see if she was there. So, 
so I guess it was now two weeks ago. I'm losing track of time, but I think it was within the last two weeks. Uh, we were actually shooting some stuff for my show on display, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. What? Um, I can't wait to hear what that is. Yeah. So we were shooting stuff for my show in the city. So I had, I caught a ride back for that, obviously. And then was like, I told my boss what the situation was. And I was like, Hey, can I, um, go drop by my accountant's place. She's holding my taxes hostage. And she said, of course. So I went by and I knocked, I had to bang on the door because, uh, you know, she's not really letting people in because of COVID and all that stuff. So she can't, she basically had people in there. Um, there was a couple that was in there doing their own taxes. And she said, she said like, who is it? And she screamed at me and I was like, I'm here to pay. <laughs> I just wanted to like her to know I was there to give her my money. I didn't, yeah. I was willing to just take my taxes and run. I didn't care if they were done or not. Um, but I was going to give her the money. And she was like, I've got, wait, wait for 45 minutes. I'll be done in 45 minutes and, and you can come in. And I was like, all right. So it was raining, but fortunately there was scaffolding right there. So I sat on the sidewalk the one time um, and you were waited. Happy scaffolding in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I waited 45 minutes under the scaffolding uh, for her then to come out. And honestly, it was more than 45 minutes. It was it was over an hour. It's always more than what they say. Yeah, it was it was over an hour. Um, and then finally, I got the opportunity to go inside and. Um, she pretended like nothing had happened. No I was shaking like a leaf. I like had my little, like I had my cash. Cause as we know, she only takes cash. Like I had hundreds like in my hand, ready to fork over. <laughs> and she was like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, we'll, we'll take care of everything first. And then, you know, uh, I'll, uh, I'll take your money. Um, and so here's the kicker. She never filed my business taxes which were due like two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. She never filed them um, because she said I didn't finish. Like I had to complete the portal, which if I, I read back through our text messages again, big miscommunication. Like I did go on the portal. I told her it wasn't working. She had said she was going to have them take it out of my um, bank account directly. And like thus began our, I think big line of miscommunication. So I didn't pay my taxes on time for my S Corp. Right. Um, now, fun fact, this is a, this is an add on to our previous, you know, tax episode that we did. I guess if you have, if you're paying your taxes late, um, and this is as a business entity, I, I cannot speak to personal cause we weren't speak, we weren't talking about that. Um, but she said, if it's the first time you've never really done it before and you are served with, um, you know, a late bill or whatever that you can just call up the IRS and say, hey, like, particularly this year, she was like, they're, they're very easy on you. If, if it is your first time, you've always paid on time. And um, she said with this year, with all the changing deadlines and everything kind of going back and forth, uh, if I just called up that they would take it off. So that's that's what she promised me. I said, how much is the fine? It's something crazy. It is over a thousand dollars. I'll tell you that. Um, I think your best bet too is just tell them, so this is my accountant and they're going to probably know who she is for being so bad at, at, at this. <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, you're fine. Let it go. 
So, so yeah. So she said, I might not even get a bill. Just it, it depends. But like, if I did not to panic and what to do. Yeah. So I'm glad I got sort of the heads up there, but it also didn't feel great knowing that a thousand plus dollar bill might be coming my way because of this commu- miscommunication. I didn't want right. to use up my sort of like get out of jail free card on something so stupid. Right. Um, but yeah. And then we did my personal taxes. And so the thing I had been worried about, right. Was that she was just going to quote me at an exorbitant amount of money because of this entire incident. Mm -hmm. Um, And while the amount I had to pay this year to her for her services was slightly higher than usual, I think she also had to complete extra forms and stuff. So it was really only like a hundred, maybe 150 more than it usually is. It still wasn't crazy. Um, But yeah. And then I, I, yeah, I got all my, I got everything squared away. She played nice she was like, how have you been? It looks like, you know, that you're doing well. What are you doing like, in Connecticut? Nothing ever like nothing ever happened. Um, and yeah, and then I walked away. I, I owe quite a bit of money, unfortunately. Um, yeah. ugh, it sucks. It just sucks. The whole thing sucks. It all sucks. Um, but at least you're not in jail and you have not yet committed tax fraud. So that's yes. things out of this story. And no, the whole thing ended. Honestly, I'm very pleased with how it went. Um, I think she just wanted me to have to come by in person. And that was like the lesson learned, like the lesson she was trying to teach me. And she essentially with like, didn't tell me that I didn't pay my taxes on time. So that's lesson number two. Oof, boy. Um, Don't mess yeah. with her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've already found the new accountant for next year because after this story, I was like, I need someone a little bit more reliable. And uh, this guy's got a website, a Calendly. I booked a phone call with him within like 24 hours and he got back to me. But there's so many people out there. Um, just, yeah, stay on top of it because if it can happen to Sarah, who's great at keeping track of this stuff, it can happen to you. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you're not in jail and that you haven't been audited yet. And that's a good thing because you're super busy lately uh, and you've been very much on display. So tell us about this. And it's going to lead into our big news uh, about this show. Um, so I guess tell us what you've been up to. If you guys could see what was happening right now, Mike was flinging a pen in my face uh, <laughs> over Zoom. I was more like a, I was feeling more like a, like an orchestra conductor or a fairy godmother or something like, you know, whatever, however it goes. Okay. So for everyone that's been following, once again, you know that I've been working at this place called Sue. It's a social media startup and I've been hosting the show. Well, we have been working very hard to secretly rebrand the entire company as display. Um, one of the reasons is that it's just kind of hard to explain Sue to people. They'd be like, huh, SU? What is that? What is it from? What? And so just to like clean it up a bit and have the messaging be a bit more clear, um, the idea is that content creators, brands, businesses, messaging, uh, passions are on display. Um, so it's it's a bit more, you know, makes more sense. Um, but it, it did require us sort of, um, I don't know, throwing away every single thing that we've done. <laughs> and like, well, I've had to reshoot. All the branding and all the- I've had to reshoot a gazillion videos. We had to shut down the show for a couple of weeks to redesign the set. Um, none of the old shows I can use, um, you know, as reruns anymore. Like everything just needed to be completely redone. Um, and that doesn't even cover like what the tech team had to do, um, what the people behind the scenes had to do. So there was a lot of work involved and, um, yeah, it's just been a lot of catch up and getting 
prepping like crazy because we announced that last week. Um, big press release went out. I found out the company is like has like a two hundred and fifty million dollar valuation. Something they know. pretty, yeah. Um, so I guess we're doing okay. You must be. <laughs> um, and then this week, and you guys can hear it here first, we'll be announcing that our 30 days of programming for the official launch begins May 3rd. Um, what that means, you'll have to tune into my Instagram to find out, but the app is going public. It is now called display and there's going to be all kinds of really cool, exciting events, performances, tune in to check out. So yeah, you'll have to, to check out. So yeah, you'll have to follow, follow up on my Instagram. Now, because of that, um, and all that's going into this entire relaunch for Sarah and all the potential uh, opportunities she's going to have hosting over there, we have some news. We're going to take a little break. We're going on a little vacation. Um, <laughs> we're uh, we're waking up from living the damn dream, I guess, for a little bit. What do you what do you think? Like a month, we're going to take off on hiatus a little bit. It's just going to be a month because I so I mentioned thirty days. It's called May on Display. That's what this whole event is called. Yeah, that um, rhymes. That's good. Yes. So I will be the. It will conclude right before Memorial Day. So we'll be back right right around Memorial Day for anyone that, you know, um, this is offending. <laughs> <laughs> or disappointing or angering. That's um, the first word that came to my head. I'm very uh, tired, Mike. Hey, it, it, it's been it's been that kind of a, of a year. Um, a lot of people saying a lot of things that they shouldn't. Hopefully we're not those two kind of people. But um, yeah, so uh, but also like let us know. You know, we, we feel bad leaving for a month, definitely. But Sometimes we don't know that you guys are listening. So definitely shower us with compliments and tell us how much you're going to miss us and that you can't wait till we're back on our social medias because that will drive us to come back as soon as possible. I will say I had somebody literally just send me a DM today, Mike, who said, hey, have you done the voiceover episode yet? I'm really excited about that. And I said, <laughs> I'm so sorry. We actually haven't. And we are taking a month hiatus. Um, oh, no. So... You know, I mean, this is also a great time. You know, if there if there are any listeners that have things that you've thought of that we haven't covered yet or topics that you love that you want yeah. us to revisit, um, think about it. We, we'd love to sort of come back refreshed um, with a list of things that you're interested in. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. I've certainly learned that with my boyfriend the last month that I've been living in <laughs> Connecticut. I'm like, oh, I do like him. Um, but you know, so if you have any suggestions or if you just want to say, hey, we, I actually am going to miss you, um, let us know for sure. Drop us a DM. That one, it, the timing couldn't have been more perfect. I was like, yeah. oh God, I'm I have bad it, news for you. I'm looking at it right now in the Google Doc we keep for future episodes and it's snaring me right in the face now, voiceover episode, and we just haven't gotten to it yet. So um, yeah, give us any other ideas you want us to hit up, like Sarah said, and I'll, we'll put it in the doc and, and get to it when we come back. Um, so we don't want to end on that note. So now I think is the time we want to leave you guys with something good and talk about game shows and how hopefully you listening to this can get on the show of your dreams, maybe make some money or get your 15 minutes of fame or, or whatever uh, it is that is driving you to maybe get on to a game show. And um, I, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, was a contestant on the $100,000 pyramid on ABC in 2018. That's how uh, Eugene and I, uh, overlapped. He saw that I was a contestant. There's like a secret Facebook group of former contestants that stay in touch. It's like a big secret society. Um, I've also been on a short, a very small podcast game show hosted by the guy who hosts American Ninja Warrior um, on NBC. 
that like didn't go anywhere. And then I've also applied, Sarah and I both have applied for the circle and for a bunch of other places. I'm currently in the like third stage of Jeopardy uh, audition, not auditions, but like the stage of going on the show. I've gotten past the testing part. Now I'm waiting for an audition where the personality part comes in. So over the next month, cross your fingers for me. But basically, yeah, we've got some some experience in this too. I wanted to share with you guys. But and Sarah, I think- me, I was going to say, you mean mostly you. I applied to like two reality shows, but I'll, hey. I'll, I'll add on where I can. Yeah, it's something. Um, well, I think it's a great place to start. Um, and I'll leave it to you to, to kind of dissect the differences because it is different, right? Reality TV is one thing. The, the Real Housewives, the Kardashians, that kind of stuff where- it's not a competition, right? That's you already have an interesting life or a celebrity life or you're a unique group of people and someone wants to document you versus, hey, Wheel of Fortune, random people, you're playing a game. But now, Sarah, there's that like the circle or love is blind, like these kind of that are sort of blurring the lines between these two things. And it's it's a place that people like us really want to really want to get involved with. So um, I'll leave it to you to kind of explain how you see the differences and also why some of these shows are so appealing to people like you and me. Well, yeah, I think it's it's really interesting because when I first tried to get a hosting agent, I remember reaching out to a bunch of people and the one that came back to me who was now finally my hosting agent, um, at the time he said, you know, do you have any particular niche? Um, they're really looking for people in this area that either have a niche or have experience being in a docu-series. And I was like, what the fuck is a docu-series? Well, a docu-series is a reality show. So they want people who have that sort of um, reality show fame. So, you know, like, again, Khloe Kardashian sort of deciding, oh, I, I want to host a show about this. They have that extra oomph. Um, and I, I definitely didn't have that, which is one of the reasons now that it's like, okay, if I can get that extra room from, they're like, oh, Sarah was a contestant on the circle or Sarah appeared on, you know, you know, this show, um, then it adds that sort of, um, platform or, you know, that extra thing that they can then use to sort of market the show. Um, but I think you described it really well, right? We have the original sort of set of series where, yeah, you already, it almost is cast similarly to acting jobs, but it's not, or they might even just find you based on, you know, your circle group, uh, your your group of friends, um, your interesting lifestyle. Um, and somebody, some producer comes across you and is like, oh my God, I've got to make a show about this person. And that's right. kind of how that happens. Um, and then and then you have obviously the game shows, which we talked a bunch about the traditional stuff. But then, yeah, there's this this weird middle ground now, right? Which I think there's, there's the romantic ones, right? So there's all the like Love Islands, Bachelor, uh, something, Temptation Islands, Paradise, etc. And that's hard because I've never been single in this. Like I've just <laughs> shutting never, off I, yourself to this whole avenue of potential fame. You know, and that's it's hard because I remember when like I think I, I applied for Temptation Island at one point and I got an audition and then I told my boyfriend and he was like, Absolutely not. We are absolutely <laughs> not doing that. <laughs> and so yeah, my my chance was blown. Uh, um he blew it. He blew it. But now there's the, there are the non-romantic ones like the circle. I mean, there's other ones. I just can't even think of what they are at this point. Yeah, it goes but... back to even like Survivor, right? That was yes. a game show, but that was the first Big Brother. Is yeah, Big, Big Brother. Brother where yeah. the players 
they're playing for a prize, but also they become super famous along the way and they can spin that off into a lot of other career opportunities. And that's now kind of what every show is like. And I think so. Yeah. I mean, for, for us, or I guess I'll speak for me. It's like, is that the end game is, is the end game like reality show fame? No, it's not, but it's being able to leverage that reality show fame into the career that I want. That is ultimately my goal. And I, at first, I think resisted very hard to that idea. I think it became out of me being an actor and seeing the reality shows take over network programming and things like that. And I was like, that's so unfair that these people who didn't go to school for this, who don't have the quote unquote talent. And that's not fair because they have, they have their own form of talent. It's a different sort of on-camera presence that is compelling, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, like I felt that they were taking away jobs from actors. And mm -hmm. so I really, really resisted. But as I sort of um, have gone on, I, I really it's one of the core things that I say on this podcast and like in my life, I, it's you really never know where something's going to lead. And so if there is a door that's open, if there is an additional way for you to get towards the career that you're looking for, just be open to a new experience, then like take that. And I, I think that these reality shows are presenting so much opportunity for all kinds of people, myself included. Yeah. And there's so many examples. Now. I mean, basically anyone who is, has a good personality from the bachelor franchise gets their own podcast and like writing deal and has a whole new media career from that. Um, Mike, the Miz Mizanin from the real world always wanted to be a professional wrestler turned his real world fame into a WWE audition. And now he's been a world champion and he main evented WrestleMania against John Cena. He's been doing that for 15 years. That's the career he always wanted. Uh, we talk about the circle a lot. That was kind of the inspiration for this episode, this two episodes. Uh, Joey, the winner from season one, always wanted to be an actor. And he went from completely unknown to who did he sign with? Like CAA or somebody massive after he won the first season. Um, so like, that's the thing is that, yeah, we don't, it's neither Sarah nor mine's goal, I don't think, to make it to Temptation Island. And that's like the, the end of the story. But so yeah, turn that into something, something bigger. And I think you hear this on the shows a lot. Oh, they're not here for the right reasons. They're not here for the game. They're here to exploit and, and make it for personal gain after the show. Well, yeah, hell yeah. That's, you know, I don't think we're, we're, we're too shameless to say that because of what we do. This is something that is media and it is showbiz and it is entertainment. So why not take advantage of that to, to do what you really want to do? And if you win some money along the way, great. So should we talk about the circle a little bit since we both applied? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and they just sent out the emails again as the second season debuted, like, oh, you should apply again for future seasons and whatever. Um, so, yeah. Well, how do you want to get into it? I'll go first because your story is going to be a bit longer because Mike made it further in the process than me. <laughs> um, for anyone that doesn't know the circle, I guess let's just give you a quick description. It's on Netflix. It's a group of people who live in uh, the same building in different units, complete strangers, and they're all they all create profiles like a la social media profiles. Now that profile can be them or it can be that they are a catfish. They are not who they say they are. And it can be in various degrees. So maybe their profession is different. Maybe their age is different. Maybe, um, you know, they go so far as they are a completely different person from gender to to whatever. Um, and essentially then 
you only interact with the other players via this, what they call the circle, which is, you know, sort of this like social media, like network where they all log on, you know, they have different chats via messaging. Um, they play little games, uh, form alliances and sort of have to rate, uh, each other, um, in terms of like who they like, who they don't like. Um, there is some strategy to that. And at the end, uh, the one player left wins $100,000. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. Did I explain that? Okay. Do you want to add, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, yeah, basically you, just, you live in isolation and they made up a social media network of their own and you have to basically be the most likable person like at the end, I guess, or like the, the coolest online presence. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it was weird because it came out at the beginning of the pandemic when we all started living at home and not interacting with humans. But no, you, you pretty much got the idea. So when I applied, you know, they had, you had to fill out an application, a lot of personality traits, you know, your, your, your gender, your occupation, you know, what you were like, how your friends would describe you, what you like to do in your spare time. So all these questions that you answer. And then of course, like sort of how you would, um, how you would play the game. So, you know, would you be yourself? Would you be someone else? Um, you know, describe the character, describe your strategy, describe how you would get the other players to like you, um, all that sort of stuff. So you kind of spell all of that out. Um, and then you make a video, um, sort of again, hammering in some of those, those talking points. So for me, um, and then also like what you would do with the money or like why you'd want to win. That's all why you want to be on the circle, that sort of thing. So for me, I decided that I would want to be a single mom um so kind of be myself but have a little bit more of a story like to to get those heart pull the tug on those heartstrings from people um and but like still kind of like be my own charismatic self um and that way it wouldn't be too much of a stretch so like if someone were to ask me things I wouldn't get caught up in so many lies Mm -hmm. um but also just like have that thing that I guess like people you know, would feel for, they, they could root for. Um, and which is really interesting because when I, when I talked to you last on the podcast, Mike, you hadn't watched it yet, but there is a woman on this season playing a single dad. Um, so she's playing her husband, um, and using the photos of like her husband with their kid and she's a single dad. And it was the same kind of logic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't get, I didn't move on past that initial step. Well, I think that's that leads to one of the points I wanted to make, because for me, um, I did the same process. Obviously, I told them that I was going to play similarly as myself, just with some different traits. I was going to say that I was younger to appeal to if there were any, you know, early 20s players as well as older players. I was going to have a different job. But one of my old jobs working for Guinness World Records, because that was always a job that people would love to talk to me about at parties and stuff in real life. So I would pretend that I still work there to help break the ice with people, but it's all factual stuff about me, right? So things I I wouldn't get caught up in lies, like you said. But then I also, and this goes back to some of the advice Eugene was giving last week and that you should take to any of these shows where you get to actually show what your personality is gonna be when you apply your audition. You need that, that hook. You need that thing that's gonna make you stand out. And for me, what they told me, because I was able to get through some in-person interviews and I did like two or three of those, 
to the point that I thought I was getting cast. Sarah, you remember we talked about this a lot um, off the show. And they had me give my bank account information in case I won. They had me sign an NDA, um, told me what dates I might be flying to London because it's filmed in the UK. So I thought I was going to like do this thing. And then they told me no. But what they told me along the way was that one of the things they liked about me was that I had my hook was that I'm a media guy. I'm a journalist. I was going to treat the game like a story that I was covering for a newspaper or something. I was going to keep notes and I was going to keep a notepad of all the different people and their character traits and the interactions we've had. And I was basically going to treat it like I treat a baseball game where I keep stats and I do all that kind of stuff. And they said, we really like that. And we were looking for a journalist type this season, someone that could bring like a media type mentality to it. So a lot of this time, and then when I hear you say that in this new season, there's this single mom playing as a single dad or whatever it was. A lot of times with these shows, they're looking to fill specific archetypes, right? And we've talked about this when applying for any old job where sometimes you might not get it because you're blonde and they were looking for a brunette or you're a man and they were looking for a woman. Um, they so- did go with more diverse talent. So there you go. Yeah, there and you go. For a you, <clears throat> there was someone by the, there is someone by the way, who very similar. And I was meaning to tell you this too. Um, not in type, but um, same idea. He is a host um, yeah. Yeah, and go. he works in entertainment news and he but he changed his occupation to be a barista so that he would be more likable and he's been a barista in the past et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. so all right so that guy basically got my spot is what it comes down to and that's why i'm not watching because every scene that he's in i would just be throwing things at my tv that it's him not me um so i guess the the big thing is and the advice to take away and this is the same thing with some of the other shows that i've applied for is um yeah have that that thing that eugene said last week you know don't be fake even though the circle, that's kind of the point of the game, right? But in terms of the audition process, be your real self, just crank it up to 11, but also think of what makes you stand out. What's going to be the thing that you bring to a show or a competition and don't be something they've already seen before. If you come on and say, oh, I'm going to be like this guy on Survivor in season 15. No, they've done that already. They want something new. They want something fresh. So think about what that new or fresh thing is going to be that you can be and be authentic with. And that's my biggest advice when it comes to you know, auditioning or applying for some of these personality-based game shows. Oh, next time, Mike, are you gonna apply for season three? I, I, I emailed them back and I was like, guys, can you just copy paste all my stuff from last season? Like, you know, you, you like me enough already. Can we just redo this? And they never answered me back. So uh, yeah, of course, I'm gonna go back in there, but if you remember those questions, it was like the SATs. They asked like- I know, I don't know if questions. I want to do it again. There were like 500 word answers each. It was exhausting just to apply. I know, and now that I'm watching this one, I'm like, what? how would I change my strategy? Would I, I, I feel like I can't do the single mom approach. It's literally just been done, so. Same now for me that I know this guy, this barista jabroni has taken my idea. So now <laughs> I have to get a whole new, a whole new thing. Um, Big difference then to these shows that are more, I guess, skill-based. The more traditional game shows, I think, your Jeopardies, your Millionaires, even though that's off the air now, your $100,000 pyramids, that kind of stuff. I think with those, there's there's always that element of that skill, right? Like Eugene said, for Jeopardy, you got to take a test. For a millionaire, you have to take a test, stuff like that. That we can't help you with. Google how to succeed at Jeopardy or whatever if you want to get into that. But I think when the time comes... Again, you're going to be faced with a personality thing, right? Because you could be the smartest person in the world, but they're still not going to put you on TV if you're the most boring person in the world. 
So I think it just comes again to, and I, I just want to share one story that kind of underlines this advice Eugene gave last week. When I went to Pyramid, I was made for the game in terms of the strategy, right? From the very beginning when I applied, I was crushing all the audition games. They told, like, they asked me at one point, have you seen these before? Because you're like, you're too good at this. And I'm not here to brag. This is just me being real, but I'm very good at the game. And they said I was one of the best actual game players they ever saw, but I wasn't giving them any personality. And they kept telling me that. And you might think, oh, this is a guy who hosts on camera for a living. How does he not have any personality? But I was so focused on being good at the game that, hey, if I ever make it on TV, I want to win all the money that I was sacrificing having fun and showing my personality and myself. And it got to the point where they brought me to the studio, to the show, and they I was an alternate. I actually wasn't booked to be a contestant. And in front of me were all these people that had amazing life stories, that had amazing, loud personalities. And I'm just kind of an average, like chill guy, right? And it came down to the point where one person had to be disqualified because they were on TV like six months before and that was against the rules. And they came up to me and said, Mike, like you're playing, but can you give us personality? Like we know you can play, you gotta be able to give us some juice though. And I told them, yeah, trust me, I'll bring it. Don't worry about it. Um, and I did. And then I ended up winning all the money anyway. But I think it goes to show you the lesson that, you know, I, I maybe could have gone on earlier, but for the fact that I wasn't giving them that, that character that they wanted, right? So keep that in mind with all of these other kind of game shows, no matter how big, small, or what the skill is, bring that personality. Because it doesn't matter how good you are, it also matters how entertaining you are. And that, I think, is huge advice that I know from experience that I want to make sure you guys listening know, too, in case you ever get that far. I have no tips for this. Um, I, you know, I, I did submit for a show once it's called funny. You should ask. It's a game show that's filmed in LA. Um, it came through casting networks. One of the sites we talk about all the time. Um, and if I pull up the breakdown, <laughs> uh, it said role name, social media, influencers, YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Now they actually had put this out for a bunch of different categories. So then it said like female game show contestant, uh, bloggers uh so they were like fitness models they want good looking people um <laughs> but how do you say that without saying that that meme right that's how you say it <laughs> oh god um so it said now casting for season two looking for contestants for a funny new game show where you go head to head with another person and guess if fun facts are true or false you'll also have a panel of celebrity comedians to help you and make you laugh along the way um so yeah, I applied to this. I did a really quick personality video because they reached back out. Um, and I yeah, I basically just showed a lot of energy and was that that was that. And and then they booked me, but I actually ended up leaving LA too early, so I didn't stay on um in the area to do it. And they said, if you're ever back in the area, let us know. We'd love to have you on. So you never maybe I'll have more to share down the road. Um but it's, there's a lot of random little check out, you know, I think there's other channels that have other game shows. So, and, and definitely keep your eyes on, you know, some of the casting websites we've listed because if you're already in entertainment, I don't want you going to subscribe if you know, you're not trying to do that. But if you are someone that's in entertainment and you already subscribe to those sites, uh, just know that you can also see some of these shows on there as well. But Mike, I think has a more expansive list of where you might be able to find some of yeah, these listings. Um, I, I will, though, echo your point just there, because when I got on Pyramid, 
Pyramid casts a lot of different ways, just to use them as a specific example. You can go to their website and submit, or you can do like Eugene did, I think attended an open casting call back when those things were cool before the pandemic. Um, but me, I found it on one of these websites that we talk about all the time. I think I found it on Actors Access or something. <clears throat> I don't know why I'm coughing today. I think I'm getting choked up that we're taking a month off. But um, I know, sad. Um, but if you're already subscribed to these places like Backstage.com, Actors Access, Casting Networks, a lot of times these game shows will come to those places because they know that people who are already in the entertainment world will be characters. They will be people that are comfortable on camera, that can be funny, that can be relatable and likable. And a lot of times that's a, like a backdoor way in. Instead of going to $100,000pyramid.com and applying with the rest of America, you're going through this casting agency or whoever this middle person is. And if they like you, then they can almost kind of fast forward you to the front of the line or the top of the pile. So if you're already, like Sarah said, we're not gonna recommend you drop $150 a year for backstage subscription if you're just hoping to get on one game show and this isn't what you do for a living, but that is a, a bit of a shortcut if you're already in the same line of work as us. If you're not, however, um, yes, number one, go to the show's websites or like the network, right? So ABC has a ton of game shows, Pyramid, Supermarket Sweep, Bachelor, Bachelorette, Holy Moly, Christmas Light Spectacular, whatever. ABC.com slash casting. Every single show they have is going to have a link where you can apply and then just take all the advice that Eugene gave you last week and, and go for it. Same thing for even if you don't see it on their website. Look, watch at the end of your favorite game show. You're going to see the production company that produces the show. So a lot of times, say, NBC is not going to produce The Wall, but I think LeBron James's production company does. At the end, it'll say whatever LeBron's company is, you know, in the credits, and we all have DVRs now, pause it, find the name of that place, go to their website and see if they're accepting castings and stuff like that, because then you're going right to the people who are making it. Um, what are some of the other ones? Yeah, then it's just, I mean, there's, there's tons, right? So uh, some popular ones that are always casting for game shows, big and small, Happy Bandit Casting, that's a big one. They have an Instagram and I believe a Facebook, um, Casting Duo, McCarty Casting, CCR casting, project casting, Liz Lewis casting, uh, Studio Lambert, which I believe is the circle. Um, that's who looks for them. And they do a bunch of other Bunim Murray shows, I think. Um, and then just go on Facebook and type, you know, casting game, game show casting groups or something. There's all these places that put out these notices on the daily, like in their stories or on their posts or whatever. And if you go right to these casting companies, they're the ones making the decisions for these networks. It's not CBS and Fox that pick who goes on Big Brother and I don't know, name a Fox show. They don't have American Idol anymore, but you get what I'm saying, right? So it's not Fox making that choice. It's these casting companies that tell Fox, hey, this person's going to be gold. Put them on your show. So those are some of the ones that I've come across and see all the time. Um, those are some of the ones I recommend that you start following. And again, just Google for these places because you're going to see a lot of these openings on social media before you see them anywhere else, like anything these days, it's, it feels like. And if you end up getting on any one of these shows, you must write us and tell us about it so that we can invite you on and tell us about your experience. I, I thought you were gonna say, you gotta give us 10% of your winnings, but yeah, we'll take we'll take a, just a guess. That too, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is time for our casting call of the week. Now I'm gonna be lame 
and utilize all of the casting opportunities you just named. That's my casting call <laughs> for the week. Very lame, but you know, I I've done worse on this show. So I think you're good with that. Uh, I'm going to do one that when I saw it, I thought of what you said last week about taking the shower in Niagara Falls um, oh and, <laughs> and how all these places looking for jobs really are trying to take advantage of people like being desperate for work. So I saw this one um, on camera host for a sports betting podcast. I saw the title and it's in my like backstage, you know, filtered search. And I thought, this is amazing. Let me see what's up. Right out of the gate, seeking a female co-host. So I knew this wasn't for me, but I figured let me read it, see if someone I know that I've worked with before would be good for it. Job sounds great. Everything is good. The job or whatever. But then it gets to this part. Shoot dates to be determined in either Los Angeles or Miami. We're not sure yet, but you have to be willing to move to either one of those places. And it's like those places aren't close. Like Miami and LA are about as far apart as they can get. And you're supposed to apply and submit to this, just wondering which of these you might have to move to if you don't already live in one of them already. Like we're not, I don't think people are that desperate to potentially uproot themselves to two different places that are completely diametrically opposite of each other. And, and not knowing there's no pay. I mean, there's pay, but it doesn't say how much it is. It doesn't say what the, the network or the brand is. So I mean, for someone that lives in Iowa, how are they going to commit to applying to this, not knowing where they might have to end up? That's a lot to ask people to take a leap of faith, um, you know, when things are not easy for anybody. It's crazy. I want to know how many, like, applications they ended up getting on something like that. Like that, I just would love to know how many people ended up applying. And then how many people down the road might be like, yeah, I'm not willing to move there for that amount of money. Right. Because what if they say, oh, it's a hundred bucks an episode and now you have to relocate literally across the country to one or the other. Um, yeah. So so please be available to work in either of these locations. That's their exact wording. Like you're asking you're asking a lot, especially in this day and age. So, um, yeah, that's why I didn't send it to anybody that I knew, because I knew that's just it's just not a good ask. But anyway, that's it. And I think that's it for us, too, because I got a jet to something else. And so do you. And we got a month that we have to take off from this show. So uh, you always land this plane, Sarah. So I'm just going to step away and enjoy my four weeks off. I'm just going to leave it here. Uh, I'm going to leave it here and say, you know, I'm going to miss you, Mike. I'm going to miss all of our listeners. But remember, we actually have been taking our own advice. And the reason that we're taking a month off is because we are actually going to be living the damn dream. 